Realtor.com is making a stand for buyer representation, and you can too. Join Realtor.com in sharing the list of 111 things buyer's agents do. Visit Realtor.com slash buyer agent toolkit to help spread the word. Buyer agents are essential. Real Trends and Tom Ferry the Thousand ranks agents and teams through a proprietary third-party verified process. We're interviewing agents and team leaders who made this elite list of the top 1% of the 1.4 million realtors nationwide. This is Tracy Velt, editor of content for Real Trends. Today, we're speaking with Jonathan Spears with Scenic Sotheby's International Realty, the Spears Group, in Northwest Florida. He ranked number 87 individual agents by volume. After graduating college at 19 years old with a degree in business and finance, Jonathan obtained his Florida real estate license and began his career in real estate working under a market leader who operated a foreclosure resale business in his hometown of Destin. In 2015, he joined Scenic Sotheby's International Realty, quickly gaining a stronghold in the luxury real estate market in Northwest Florida. Two years later, he started building his team under the Scenic Sotheby's brand, the Spears Group. Jonathan will share his lessons learned transitioning from foreclosure resales to luxury homes. Welcome, Jonathan. Tracy, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So, Jonathan, tell me a little bit about your current real estate practice and um, your geographic footprint. Yeah, so um, I operate a team of seven in the Florida Panhandle. And we were just actually talking about time zones. So I'm so far west in Florida that I'm in the central time zone, which a lot of people who come here are kind of surprised. They think Florida is all in eastern time zone. But um, mm-hmm. we are located in Destin, Florida, and along the beautiful beaches of South Walton County, Highway 30A. Uh, my team has consistently been ranked the top producing team in northwest Florida for the last five years. So we've been the market leader. Um, it was really amazing because I was fortunate enough to be represented on the thousand at the age of 24. And so it was the first time that I was featured on the list. I remember actually getting a call from my client who saw the announcement in the Wall Street Journal, and I had no idea that my numbers had been submitted. And so it was a really incredible feeling to, uh, to have that placement, especially at such a young age. Um, but my, my market in particular is – uh, a very unique and emerging market. We're located on beautiful white sand beaches, emerald green waters, and we were just ranked number one U.S. market for vacation rental investments. So folks come to our area not only to spend time with their families, but also to invest in rental property. And so that's been a dynamic part of our business. So the growth of our area is the reason that we're positioned here, and we believe that it's not only an affordable part of the Florida coast, but also one of the most luxurious areas that's emerging in Florida. Okay, great. And, yeah, congratulations on um, so many accolades so early. That's wonderful. So you moved from – yeah, so you moved from foreclosure resales to luxury homes. So obviously it's not easy to crack the luxury market. Tell me what prompted the switch and how that transition went. I did. So what's very interesting is I got into real estate because it was a very entrepreneurial source of um, of business in our area. And I started in 2010 uh, right after the BP oil spill, which – 
not only do we just kind of slodge through the Great Recession, we're still knee-deep in it, but uh, we added insult to injury with the oil spill, which was uh, devastating for a lot of markets in Florida during that time frame. Um, so, of course, hindsight may not have been the best time to get a real estate license, but for me, it actually propelled uh, an opportunity for education in um, not only handling high volumes of transactions, but also navigating complicated scenarios with foreclosures. So I started my career at a small boutique firm that specialized in foreclosures. They were doing 200 to 300 transactions per year, and it was a single agent who essentially had a team. So he was one of the market leaders based on his volume, both from transactions and total sales volume. And I saw it as an opportunity to not only gain market knowledge, but also just get my feet wet in the industry. So I worked for him for about two years. And uh, during that time frame, I was doing broker price opinions um, for a pretty large swath of geographical area. It was uh, basically ranging the entire stretch of Northwest Florida, which is from Pensacola to Tallahassee. So um, very unique dynamic. I wasn't just learning uh, one sector of the market. I was really tasked with learning all sectors. And so getting that macro perspective was so helpful because I was able to really gravitate towards what I was passionate about. So as I was getting luxury BPOs for the stray luxury foreclosure, which we always really loved, um, especially because the price point was 10 times the average price point that uh, was typical, I would really dive into that property and learn as much about that market as I possibly could. And what started to happen is I would look at the hot sheet every day, and instead of filtering from lowest to highest, I was filtering from highest to lowest, and really understanding the high-end part of our market and the inventory that was coming up, and also the players, the other agents that were transacting in the market and what they were representing and how they were representing it. So um, that was basically my transition from luxury or from foreclosures to luxury sales. So let's talk about lessons learned. You changed brokerages yep. and niche markets um, at the same time. So tell me, what were a couple lessons learned through that process? Well, I think the most interesting part of uh, making a decision to switch brokerages is understanding why you would represent one brand to the next. And for me, when I looked at the luxury aspect of the market, I knew I needed to affiliate with the best. If I wanted to represent my clients at the highest level, I needed to have a tool belt that reflected that ambition. And so when I decided to transition to Sotheby's International Realty, they had just affiliated in my market. So I spent five years with a boutique brokerage, really no um, national, international marketing ability, and then saw Sotheby's come into the market. And for me, I'm so detail-oriented. I started watching their publications, and I was watching the way their agents were marketing properties. And... I knew that I wanted to be a part of that. Um, so just understanding what you're passionate about and really the, the outlet to which you could serve your customer at the highest level, whether you're doing 200 transactions a year and focused on VA buyers and foreclosures or you're doing 50 transactions a year and focusing on a high average sales price and the luxury side of the market, it's important to know how you can best serve um, that customer base that you're going after. So that's kind of where we transition into the niche markets aspect is I wanted to be in the luxury sector of our market and really be the leader in that, that portion of the market. And I knew I could take my background of high transaction volume and transition that to 
luxury product and really handle and, and ultimately multitask at a high level. Um, so for me, going after that niche market of the luxury sector was through the Sotheby's International Realty brand. Okay, great. Um, and that makes a lot of sense, obviously. Sotheby's is known for their, their luxury um, you know, brand. So. so what advice do you have for other agents or team leaders who are ready to transition to a new niche? So for me, and just based on my experience, if you're looking to transition to a new niche of the market, you have to come with some sort of value to that aspect of the market. So when I was working for closures, I was, I was ultimately seeing a very macro perspective of the market. And even today, I watch the market as a whole as opposed to just certain sectors of it because I love the behavior of the markets and the efficiency of the markets. But when you're looking to get into that niche sector, let's just say it's a specific neighborhood or a specific geographical area in your market. For us, Gulf Front Homes, which are waterfront properties of the prime real estate in the market, I was able to get familiar with the owners and the other real estate agents who are players in the market. And so you've got to be able to bring a value to your prospective clients. And so for team leaders and agents that are looking to get into that space, I would specifically ask uh, uh, a team member of mine to look at the value they could bring. So if I've got a team member that I know wants to farm a specific neighborhood, get familiar with the owners in the neighborhood. Understand why that neighborhood is, um, you know, a, a league on its own and why that it's the best place for somebody to live in the area. What experiences are unique about that place? Now, how can you articulate that, that geographical location or that niche market in a manner that brings value to it and brings value to the owners there. So a lot of times we'll walk into listing appointments in niche areas that we've got commanding market share. And I could tell somebody not only statistics about the market, but also the stories as to why things traded. And so in the luxury realm, people purchase properties at price points that may not have been carved out yet in the market. That may be a pioneering price point. And so being able to explain to somebody why uh, buyer A bought a property for 10% above market versus the home next door, which sold 10% below market, is so valuable to them. I mean, it's really something that you can't just get on Zillow and go, oh, that property sold for a million dollars. Uh, it should have sold for $2 million. I don't really know why, but... Um, it, sh it should mean I can buy the house next door for a million too as well, right? So being able to articulate why those properties traded, you know, maybe that particular property had um, some type of deficiency on the lot or some type of special attribute to the lot that made it more valuable to a prospective buyer. I mean, those types of things really put you in a different league when you're meeting with prospective clients. Yeah, Definitely. Um, and so obviously most successful real estate professionals kind of have an aha moment in the business where they realize they need to change something up or do something different. So what was your aha moment? So my aha moment was when I was working as a single agent. I had an assistant, and we did $117 million in business together just between the business I was bringing in and the support she was providing, we were able to not only be the market leader, but also uh, get represented on the thousand, which was always a goal of mine. And I think I was 24, 25 at the time. 
But what was interesting about that time frame is my wife was pregnant with our first child. I was working 80 hours a week, uh, which is going to be no um, surprise to everybody else in this business. We always have to put in those long hours. But I knew that I couldn't really break through that new height in the market in terms of production without being able to leverage other people. And so that aha moment for me was transitioning to a team-based business versus a single agency-based business. And I started hiring people that I knew could help me serve as many customers as possible without missing something. And so when I was doing that amount of business just as a single agent, um, I was letting things slip through the cracks that I just couldn't get to. And also the quality of service started to slip a little bit because there's only so many phone calls you could take in a day uh, without having just a completely poor quality of life. So I was looking to improve my quality of life and then also do what I love and serve the people that I love. And so my aha moment was being able to transition to uh, a team-based model, which has really served not only me well, but those that I work with extraordinarily well. Okay, great. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And um, that kind of goes right into my next question, which is what, you know, do you have a, a couple of tips for agents who are in the beginning stages of building their businesses? Um, you know, what really worked for you that they might learn from? So it's interesting. I ask people all the time, or I get asked by people all the time, excuse me, uh, how have you sold almost $700 million in business in the last five or six years at the age of 28? And um, new agents that get into the business now, we're seeing more and more millennials. And for me, I was able to be so nimble and um, leverage technology in such a way that it set me apart from a lot of the older vanguards in the market. And so our market had been really dominated by folks who have been here for the last couple decades. And I was born and raised in the area, so I'm very familiar with it, but uh, breaking into the barrier of the luxury market was a, a different deal. And so folks who are getting into the marketplace in general and looking to not only gain experience but also uh, find a niche, I would suggest nestling up under a market leader and um, leveraging technology in a way that sets himself apart, whether it's social media, which is one of the most popular lead generation platforms, uh, not only for my team but for other market leaders around the United States, um, or processes that can be streamlined through technology that really allow you to serve more people in a shorter amount of time. Okay, great advice. Uh, so finally, my last question is really tell me where you see the most opportunity in the real estate industry today. Well, to build on um, you know, a, a newer agent, it's, in my mind, I'm seeing so many uh, millennials right now in particular that are foregoing college. You know, that college experience has now changed because of the pandemic. And so they're looking for career outlets so they can get started immediately. And the barrier of entry to get a real estate license is not extraordinarily high. Um, at least it's not in the state of Florida, which is why one in three people here are realtors. But, but um, mm -hmm. I think what's interesting is millennials have this opportunity to not only create an incredible career base, but also grow uh, an unbelievable network by getting into this business. 
And so um, I see an opportunity for a millennial generation that could really take advantage of this new emphasis on technology that society has, whether it's the Zoom meetings and the FaceTime showings that we're doing today, um, or it's the social media advertising and the Instagram stories that really showcase a lifestyle uh, that make people want to purchase homes. Whether you're in a primary market or a secondary market, that's so relatable and really emotionally compelling. So I see an opportunity with not only millennials, but um, you know, even even uh, the next generation behind them, being able to come into this business and make a mark on the industry that's typically been uh, ruled by uh, the median age of 53, which is uh, a NAR statistic. So mm-hmm. I'm excited about it, and I also love the energy that millennials inject into um, their their work life and their businesses. And so my team is pretty diverse, but I've got a brother or one of my youngest brother who works for me, he's 23 years old, and he's done well over $20 million in business this year at the age of 23, which is unbelievable. And his tenacity and his passion for his craft and what he's doing and, and his customers is really unbelievable at such a young age. So it's inspiring. Yeah, it definitely is. So, um, Jonathan, thank you so much for sharing your story with us at Real Trends, and we really appreciate you taking the time to um, – interview with our podcast. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Tracy.